Now, Father, the first reason why we worship you is because you're worthy. <laughs> In fact, the word worship means to ascribe worth to. <laughs> and Father, you're worthy of our worship. Oh, hallelujah. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our adoration. So when we say we exalt thee, Lord, we lift you up. Oh, hallelujah. David said it so well. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. God, we exalt you. We magnify you. We acknowledge your bigness in our life. And so, Father, for your presence tonight, we say thank you. Father, I want to give a special thank you to you for keeping us in a time like this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You've not forgotten your promises. They're both yes and amen. We're thriving in a strange land. And we tell you, thank you for that. Father, I want to thank you tonight that we're sitting clothed and in our right mind. That, that means a lot. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you, God, that our thinking is not warped. There are things that are priceless, and that's one of them. So, Father, as we go on your word, I'm so excited about it tonight. I pray that revelation knowledge will come alive, that blessing of Colossians 1 and 9, revelation knowledge, epinoscos for your people, that they not just hear Pastor Gabe, but that your spirit, the Holy Ghost, would just illuminate each text, each verse. Captivate us with the anointing. Make us better. Thank you for the 12 principles of warfare. Thank you that we're fighting a war that we've already won. Because <laughs> you always cause us to triumph. Thank you for that, Father. And this is the victory that overcomes this world, even our faith. So we have faith in you, God. You told us, you said, have faith in God. Somebody shout, I got it. Somebody say, God, I believe you. Somebody said, God, I trust you. So, Father, we believe that and we'll put action to it. We'll be a doer of the word, God. As we go into your word tonight, I thank you right now, God, that lives will be changed, our faith will be enhanced, and our understanding will be enlightened in the name of Jesus. So our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel peace. Our loins are girded about with truth. We have on the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. We have love. Faith works by love. We got keys to the kingdom. Come on, put the devil in his place. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority. You're not in charge. You don't run anything. In fact, we run you. We run you out of this place in the name of Jesus. We run you out of our emotions. We run you out of our situations in the name of Jesus. And we decree right now that we have the victory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, come on and celebrate them. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if you got a second, will you pray in the Holy Ghost? I just want to make sure I didn't leave anything in the atmosphere. This is a believer's meeting. Pray it out in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. You don't have a heavenly language yet. Believe for one, but tell him thank you. Honor him. Worship him. We build ourselves up in our most holy faith. I thank you for utterance tonight. Utterance, flow, in the name of Jesus.
I pray perfectly in the spirit even for the lesson tonight. That I minister right, targeted where you want it to go, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I honor my sweet wife tonight. I thank God for her. Amen. And I honor you, the people of God. Amen. Come on, give God one more yell, scream. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm excited about this word tonight. You've been coming. You know we're in an extensive series on the 12 principles of warfare, all right? 12 principles of warfare. And I spent about two weeks on the first principle, uh, which was dress up. How many of you know uh, you don't go to war with the wrong outfit on? Amen. And that primarily comes from Ephesians chapter 6. We understand uh, that uh, we're to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We understand who we wrestle against and who we're not wrestling against. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So we went through a good part of the equipment in the dress up message. Uh, the only weapons I did not cover are weapons that you're going to hear later on because they appear later on in the principles. Uh, that is the, the helmet of salvation, touched it a little bit. But the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. The only weapons left are those that are offensive weapons. Last week we learned the shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness. Those are defensive weapons. They quench. Isn't that good news? You can wet your shield up and quench every fiery dart of the enemy in that revelation, right? Well, by the Holy Ghost, amen, by the washing of the water of the word, keep your shield wet, amen, and you'll quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Uh, but then the last two weapons, and I'm sad to say that a lot of believers, because they don't read the word correctly, leave out one of the key weapons. They think that when you get to verse number uh, 18, and it's talking about the sword of the spirit, or verse number 17 of Ephesians chapter 6, they think that the whole armor of God stops there. Amen. But uh, if you continue reading in your Bible, you'll note that the word of God is a weapon of offense. But if you'll read verse number 18, everybody say there's one more weapon. Yeah, isn't that interesting, Yolanda? What's that last weapon? Praying how often? Always with all prayer or all types of prayer. There are different types of prayer. Prayer of faith, prayer of consecration, prayer of praise and worship, all right? We'll deal with that later on in this series, all right? That's worth the whole night, but that is one of the weapons. The Word of God is a weapon, but prayer is a Well, how do you fight the devil? With prayer. How do you fight the devil? With the Word of God. Matthew chapter 4, notice when Jesus encountered Satan for the first time, he never used his opinion. On all three questions, he said, it is written. All three questions. Then he said, it's written again. All three questions. You never fight the devil with your emotions or how you feel. You get a word, and you hit him with the word. Is that all right? Revelations 12 and 11, we overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word. This is the word of our testimony right here. Amen and your experiences, but more importantly, the word of your testimony, right? That's how you fight the devil. That's how you consume those thoughts. You replace those thoughts with the word on righteousness. 
Therefore, you're no longer condemned. You replace those thoughts of defeat with the word of this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Can I slow walk you tonight? I just want to teach out of my spirit if that's all right. All right. So we're going to cover that. But tonight, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 18. And we're going to go on to the second principle, if that's okay. The first one was dress up. But boy, do I love tonight's subject. Tonight, we're going to talk about principle number two, and that is establish your authority. Establish your authority. Everybody shout, I have authority. One of the reasons why I have you suit up before every lesson is guess what we're doing? Establishing our authority. Establish your authority. Is that not right? You know there are a lot of places a person could act up. They can't act up in here. Did you know that? You know why? There is established authority, right? There are a lot of places where a lot of things can go on. It ought not be able to go on in your house. You know why? Because you have what? You have authority, but you have established. And if you don't establish your authority, Satan will establish his authority. Do you know that there are laws in certain states, and it's so powerful that if you let somebody stay in your vacant house a day too long, did you know that? Do you know that they could take ownership? Did you know that? That's real estate law. Look at my lawyers nodding their head. Yes. You let them stay in your vacant house. You let a croucher sit in your house and can prove that they've been sitting there a certain amount of time. They can go downtown and take your stuff. And you know why? Because you did not establish your authority. <laughs> it was good teaching tonight. Had a croucher, and we showed him compassion because y'all know God cares about the homeless. But I had somebody that was staying in one of the church's vacant properties a couple of years ago. And uh, number one, it wasn't safe because the property was dilapidated. So you don't want somebody living there. But, but number two, nobody asked. So what, what, did the, what, did the, what did the guys do? They wouldn't say, no, you can't stay here like that. Now, we can get you some services. We can get you some help. But if you don't put the devil in his place, he can take your stuff. I'm going to move on from that point because all my compassionate people are missing it. <laughs> you let somebody set up shopping your stuff if you want to. Mama said if you don't run your meeting, somebody else will. This is good stuff. You have to establish authority. And Jesus came and spake and said unto them, saying, how much power? All power is given unto me where? In heaven and in earth. Please put it in New King James translation tonight. All right, let's look at it again. All right, some of you like the old King James. But Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, all what? Authority, that's the right word. Because power and authority is different. Power is ability. Authority is the right. I can have the ability to pick this chair up. I have enough muscle to lift this chair. That's ability. But if the person in this room who has authority doesn't want me to move this chair, my power doesn't matter. You can have power to get some things done, but if you don't have established authority, you don't have the right to get certain things done. And I'm telling you, Satan has been moving in and out throughout this earth, especially now in this culture, establishing his power where believers won't take authority. He has the power to run Ropshard in your life. But if you'll take authority, 
<laughs> he can't move your chairs around unless you let him. The great Lester Summerall tells a story about how a demon tried to come and trouble him in his room and was shaking his bed and making a mess and all that kind of good stuff and, and literally moved the bed across the room. I mean, just some real wicked stuff. And he cast that devil out. He put him out. And he said, wait a minute. Come back. Put my bed back where it belongs. Right? You know why he was able to do that? Because he had established authority. Is that not right? And Jesus said, how much authority was given unto me? All authority. Well, that's enough to kind of develop my thesis, but that's not enough to prove my thesis because Jesus said he had all authority. That's easy to understand because Colossians 2.15 says it this way, that he disarmed principalities. So he took the authority. Jesus, yes, we understand, Jesus, you have authority, but everybody say, what about us? And where did Jesus have authority? All authority has been given to him. We're church in heaven and where else? And in earth. Jesus has authority in both places. Is that not right? Well, pastor, what does that have to do with us? Jesus transferred that authority to believers. Now let's go to Matthew 16 and 19. He transferred that authority to believers. Is that not right? And the Bible says it so well. And I will give you the what? keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be what about whatever jesus binds on earth so it sounds like to me he's reestablishing who has authority in his absence because i'm going and i'm going to be seated at the right hand of the father so now from now on, these works will you do in greater works because I go to the Father. I have all authority in heaven and earth, but I'm giving you the title deed. I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you the power. And why did he give us the power? So you got to read your Bible. He gave us the power because over in Revelation chapter 12, don't turn there, Revelation chapter 12, somewhere around verse number 9, Satan was cast out of heaven into the earth. And he gave you authority because he knew that you would need authority. <laughs> he gave you authority because you knew that you would come up against a devil that goes to and fro throughout the earth, seeking whom he may devour. And that's both tribulation-based where he was cast out, but we understand he's already here. The spirit of the Antichrist is already where? Here. Is that not right? So God knew, Jesus knew you would need authority. So he said, I have established authority in heaven and earth, but I'm transferring that authority to you. I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever, who binds on earth? You bind on earth will be what? Bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose where? In heaven. Is that not right? I'm giving you the power to bind and loose. All right? Dave, I'm going to have you turn the air down. I want folk to... Get head codes. <laughs> authority. So what is authority? Authority, if you're writing, is the right to make a decision. That's authority. Is authority different from power class? Absolutely. Power is the ability to do what? Get it done. But authority is the right to make a decision. Power is the ability to carry it out. The president of the United States has the authority to send troops and to do all these other kinds of things, but he in and of himself doesn't have enough power to beat another military up by himself. Y'all getting the revelation? I have the power to make the decision, all right? 
but I mean, rather the authority, but the power to carry it out is deputizing that power. It is fanning that power out. The CEO has authority, but he needs people to work with so that that power can be exemplified. Hint, hint, we wrestle. Is that all right? We're wrestling. We're on the same team. Is that right? Can I just put a plug for unity? A pastor can't do it all by himself. He has power and executive authority in a church that's in order, amen, but by all means, he needs all the super soldiers out there to be doing their job, especially in a time like now. Difference between authority and power. Everybody say, we wrestle. Now, what is authority really about? You have authority over four things, right? And authority is really about jurisdiction. How far does your jurisdiction expand, you know? If you, if you have a license to practice a certain field in a certain state, amen, you don't have the authority to practice in that field in another state. Psychologists is licensed in the state of North Carolina. Unless they got portability or pass a license test in Connecticut, they can't practice psychology in Connecticut because Connecticut has different laws and they are not licensed to practice in that state. Is that not right? All right? You can be uh, licensed to practice law in North Carolina, but you're not licensed unless you packed, uh, pass Louisiana's bar to practice law in Louisiana. And one of the reasons is, is because the laws are vastly different in Louisiana, extremely different. So a North Carolina lawyer wouldn't do so well in Louisiana under their laws unless they, aha, went and learned keys to the kingdom, the laws of that land. And until you learn how to take authority over the devil, he's going to keep beating you up on stuff that you already have the power to overcome him in. But you didn't learn the authority of the kingdom. Y'all remember the keys to the kingdom? You didn't learn the keys to the kingdom. You didn't learn that you can't be in fear in a time like this. <laughs> you didn't learn that the righteous are as bold as a lion. You're still practicing off of the law of your old man. You didn't learn righteousness. So you're still letting the past hold you back when the blood of Jesus has made you new. Is that not right? So you got to learn the keys to the kingdom because if your heart condemns you, you can't have faith. But if your heart condemns you, 1 John 3.20, God is greater than your heart. God is greater than your emotions. Is that not right? So there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, some people lose because of condemnation because they don't think they have a right to win. Therefore, they still live underneath their privileges, and they're not functioning in authority. I can tell y'all are listening. I said they're not functioning in what? Authority. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm practice off of kingdom law, so I'm not of this world. <laughs> so the world, hint, hint, don't tell me what to do. Why will I abide Mine is driving 65 in the 65 speed limit. Y'all know we got good common sense. But why would I abide by the world system when I live in a totally different system? And I have different laws that govern me. So no, I ain't doing what y'all telling me to do. Because I'm of a different system and I have authority that is greater than this system, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and he shall reign forever. We run the world. 
where you know you have authority. What I just quoted is in the book of Revelations, by the way. We, no, we, we, we have authority. We have jurisdiction. Whatever you bind, I'm a bind. Whatever you lose, I'm loose. You let them push you off your job, that's up to you. You didn't bind it. Once you walk up in the office and say, I bind it now in the name of Jesus. I bind every type of attack against me. In fact, in Jesus' name, I'm getting a raise. Why don't you start binding? Unless you want a new job. And if you want a new job, why don't you lose a new job? So I bind this job. I'm leaving in the name of Jesus. I lose the job I've been wanting anyway. I take authority. I'm about to have more peace than I've ever had in my life. I've always wanted to work from home anyway. I'm in charge. The devil don't run nothing. There are no blue Mondays. There are no hump day Wednesdays. Thanks be unto God who always calls this us, me, in the kingdom of God to triumph. I'm not of this world. I'm of a different breed. Are you all saying amen? Anybody ever seen the Terminator movies? And, and what you would figure out real quick is Arnold Schwarzenegger don't stop just because you got a gun. You said he's shooting him and he's coming because he is not human. Oh, you'll get that later. He's of a different planet. That's the whole premise of the Terminators. The liquid guy, y'all remember that? The girl who could turn her arm into a, a bazooka? Right. They were of a different planet, so humans were no match of them. And Paul says we have superhuman ability. Did you read that in your Bible? Ephesians 3 and 20 says our citizenship is not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven, so why are we, those of us who have authority, walking around in trepidation instead of binding up what needs to be bound and loosing what needs to be loose, you can bind fear and lose peace. Come on. You can bind lack and lose prosperity. You can bind sickness and lose divine healing. You can bind whatever you need to bind because you have authority. Are you all in here tonight? Someone say, I don't have to put up with that. Y'all not saying that. I said, I got jurisdiction. I don't have to put up with that. Come on. Authority is about jurisdiction. Is that right? One of the easiest ways to get arrested is for a property owner to say, I don't want you here anymore. Did y'all know that? Now, you can't go to somebody's private property and act a fool. They're going to say, who's the owner? <laughs> right? And all the owner has to say is, officer, I don't want this lady on my property anymore. And they have to they got to leave. You know why? Jurisdiction and authority. I had a couple show up because, you know, there's some people who think it's their job to go around straightening people out. So they had heard me preach about some things they disagreed with. Visiting, too. Just showed up. Waited for me to come out. You remember that, Dave? I don't know what got into these people. Waited for me to walk outside and said, excuse me. We'd like to talk to you about something you preach that we don't like. I said, come again. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't. I said, come again. I said, okay, I'm going to give you one shot. I'm not having this conversation with you. This is what I'm going to tell you, okay? This conversation is over. Now, if you want to hang out in fellowship and enjoy yourself, you're welcome to do that. 
but you're going to go ahead and be quiet. Well, no, we're going to press our claim. You have been disinvited. Officer? <laughs> we'll see you. Where you at? Now, am I at your house? Or did you show up at Kingdom? I don't go to the Unitarian Church and argue with them as to whether or not homosexuality is right. I'm on their private property. So now you can come over here and take issue with faith. Furthermore, who are you? What gives you the right to even have this discussion with yours truly? Who deputized you? I mean, at least be Louis Farrakhan if you're going to debate me. But if, if, you ain't, if you don't even have a following, go somewhere and sit yourself down. You're in the basement somewhere and you want to debate the man of God. Go somewhere and shut up. Somebody shout authority. Did he say shut up? Absolutely. Authority. Some of you would do better if you tell your kids, get somewhere, sit down, and hush now. Because look here, as for me and, you don't know you in my house right now. Now, when I come to your house and you grown, <laughs> but you still in, let me get back to today's lesson. <laughs> See, I'm telling you those stories, y'all, because you don't got to take that stuff. I wasn't in the mood for that. I done preached three times and had enrichment Sunday and everything. Boy, that's four sessions. You know I'm tired. You better go somewhere and, and jump in the nearest lake and swim as strong as you can. Who asked you? Didn't nobody ask you what you think? If we want to know what you think, we would have given you a mic. And they were their sophisticated selves got disinvited. <laughs> and I went back to fellowshipping. You know why? Because I had... This is some good teaching tonight, whether or not you say amen. You have authority over four things. Go to Matthew chapter 8. It's going to be good. You got authority over four things. Number one, your spirit. That is saved or not. You determine where you'll spend eternity. Nobody else does. You got authority over your spirit. Saved or not, spirit-filled or not. You got authority over your what, church? Your spirit. Number two, your soul. The devil can't make you feel no way. You have to let him make you feel that way. Somebody say, I have authority over my soul. Christ can't make you think a certain kind of way. I'll give you scripture to back it up. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also where? In Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I got to let it. When you are feeling bad and down and out, guess what? That's because you let it. Nobody's in control of your emotions. You can't make me feel bad. I run my emotions. I command my soul to rejoice. Anybody ever read those scriptures? Amen. My soul makes her boast in the Lord. What was he doing? Commanding his soul. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He's telling his soul what to do. Paul did it as well. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. I'm telling my soul and the people around me, we can ready to have some joy. Because my soul don't run anything. And you've got to control your soul, because if you don't control your soul, your soul is going to become the steering committee of your belief system. 
Because you don't control your soul, your soul's going to tell you you don't deserve a better job. Because you don't control your soul, your soul's going to tell you that the abortion of 1986 is the reason why you can't have babies today. Because you don't control your soul, your soul is going to keep you under an iron thumb of condemnation, an iron thumb of being disempowered instead of you operating in authority. And see, y'all, the devil hates authority on believers. Because once you start operating in authority, he knows he's got to tuck his tail and go because you know who you are in God. You know your power. You know your ability. Understand that when the girl with divination was following Paul, get this revelation, she could have followed him another day or two. The only reason why she no longer followed him was he got tired of it. That's it. There's no biblical precedence that he had to cast that devil out then. He cast the devil out when he got ready to cast him out. He had authority the whole time, but he said, now look here, I'm tired of this. Enough said, come out in Jesus' name. But what is that? That was Paul taking authority. And you have authority over your emotions. Nobody can vex you. Nobody can come in and trouble your spirit. If I go to somebody's house and they're troubling my spirit, understand this is a principle of warfare. Whose house are you at? You're their house. Get in your car. Because you're not under your jurisdiction anymore. Now, you have authority over you. But if they want to talk about a bunch of worldly stuff, who's in government, to get the shot or not, that should be a T-shirt. If they want to talk about all that filth, farm filth, you have authority over your soul and your end gate and how much of that information gets in you. Love y'all. <laughs> hey, it's been real good seeing y'all. I'm going to go ahead and head on out. Well, you know, the party don't start until 6. It's only 5.30. Give them my gift. Tell them I came by. Because guess who got authority over me? I got authority over me. You got authority over your property. But I got authority over me. And Jesus said, if they won't receive you, remove your peace. <gasps> Woo, hallelujah. Go ahead and take your peace out of the atmosphere. I'm gone. Do whatever you want with that. I'm not having, I'm not having this discussion. I don't have to have this discussion because I have authority over me, family or not. Uh-oh. Because you got authority over your soul. And I'm going to teach these principles because that's how you're going to make it in the last days. You're in charge over you. Everybody else can do whatever they want to do, how much of it they want to do it, when they want to do it, but you can't make me do that. Did you hear what I just said? I said, you can't make me do anything, which is a good lead into number three. You have authority over your body. Good God Almighty. Not only do I have authority over my spirit, whether or not I get saved or go to hell, I have authority over my soul. But then number three, I have authority over my what, church? My body, you just put it in your notes because we got to pick up speed. First Corinthians 9, 27. Don't worry, I'm coming back to Matthew 8. But first Corinthians 9, 27, Paul said, but I discipline my body and I bring it unto subjection. Y'all know that scripture? I tell my body what to do. This morning, I did not, before coming into work, feel like working out. Oh, God, just didn't feel up to it. But I commanded my body. This is what you are going to do. This is how much of it you are going to do. And you are not going to stop until I give you permission to stop. Because guess who's in control of your body? I am. I am. Guys, gluttony is a spirit. 
that troubles your soul and your body. Now, you're born again. It doesn't trouble your born again spirit. You've already been regenerated. But it will trouble your soul and your body. It will demean you. And let me just say something. You're already pretty anyway, my sister. Come on, brother. You're already handsome anyway. You are already wonderfully and fearfully made, but you can bring your body into subjection. And you can tell your body, we're doing it right now on a 21-day fast, are we not? You can tell your body you're not eating meat. And guys, can I let you in on a secret? Since I made those proclamations, I don't even want it. I don't know about anybody else. I'm good. I'm, I, I almost have to crank mine up. I'm good. I, I'm good. I've been eating my nuts and, and salads and, oh, man, a little pasta here and there, you know, a little broccoli. I'm good. And I feel lighter on my feet. Amen. Much more energy. Come on, skin will start clearing up because you have authority over your three things so far. Pastor, what's the fourth thing? The first three were easy. I love this one. You have authority over your stuff. Good God Almighty. I said you have authority over your what? Your stuff. Your stuff ranges from your property <laughs> to your honey, men especially, to your money. Now, I got authority over all of that, and especially underage children. I have authority over my stuff, my honey, to a certain extent. Now, she started, and she won't, rebelling against God and her husband. Then she does have free moral agency, but I'll tell you what that will do to her later on if she does that, especially if by biblical standards, I have authority. And she doesn't want to do that. But by biblical standards, I have authority. So who's God backing? Is anybody here want to fight against God? <laughs> Even David had enough sense when God gave him a choice <laughs> of which punishment. Yeah. Okay. It's another Bible study. Go read this story and then I'll teach it to you. <laughs> All right. But look, I, 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 I'm not wrestling or fighting against God. I'm not resisting the anointing. So, husbands, you got authority in your home. So why don't you take it? Single moms, you got authority in your home. I said, what kind of moms? Single moms. Okay, so I don't care if Johnny is 17. God will give you a David anointing for Goliath. Boy, I'll knock you out. I, I wish you would talk to me like that. He towering over you and everything. <laughs> right? God will freeze him so you could beat him down if he don't cut it out. He be trying to fight. I can't, I can't move. Oh, mommy, please stop. <laughs> I don't know why I talk to you like that. Yeah, you got authority over your home. And don't beat him down. He won't get right. Get, get, get right. You know, that's what other places are for. Uh-oh. And see, some of you, the devil will play that card of compassion and play on your emotions, and that's why you won't take authority over your kids. And you won't take authority over your stuff. The devil can't touch your property when you're away. That's your stuff. That's the believer's jurisdiction. Somebody say, we got authority. What's the scripture for it, Pastor? Joshua 24 and 15. As for me and my house, what will I do? I'll serve the Lord. Now, real quick, Matthew 8, you all know the story of the centurion. And the centurion was very thoughtful about uh, authority. Now, a centurion leader, uh, if you will, led up 
centurion, a hundred soldiers, okay? hundred Roman soldiers. That was his job. And he had a paralyzed soldier that he was compassionate towards and that he cared about. Now, this man was sick and Jesus came to Capernaum because, uh, you know, the, the, the centurion came and pleaded with him and said, hey, will you come to my house and heal my paralyzed servant? Are y'all in here? Jesus said in verse seven, I will come and heal them. In verse number eight, he said, don't come. I got to thank it. Just send your word. How many of y'all know that's some faith? Yeah, he said, just send your word. Why? Because I am also, verse number nine, this is where I wanted to get, for I also am a man where, church? Under authority. Stop right there. That means he was a man who understood authority. And I'm going to show you how this is going to bless you in a minute. I am a man under authority who also has soldiers under me. So I got governors over me, but I got soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And what does he do, church? He goes. I say to another, come. And he comes. To my servant, do this. And he does it. What's the point? But I understand authority. And Jesus, you are one of greater spiritual authority. If you would just send your word, your word of authority is enough to get the power moving. Oh, hallelujah. I said your word of authority is enough to get the power moving. And when Jesus told us that he would keep us in this world, his word was enough of authority to keep the power moving until he comes and gets us out of here. Somebody say amen. When he told us that everything was going to be all right, that we would overcome the world and be of good cheer, we have to take that word of authority and ride that word until the very end. Somebody shout hallelujah. And why did it work for the centurion? Because he understood authority and he was one of the greatest components of faith written in the New Testament. Jesus said, I couldn't find any other faith like this. And we're going to outline this story. I want you to put your Bible's uh, divider there. I'm down to about 12 minutes. And I want you to go to John 12 and 49. And then let's go back to Matthew 8. And I'm going to give you a few maybe two benefits tonight of recognizing authority because you're not only a person in authority, but to your benefit, you are a person where, church? Under authority. Y'all never feel bad about being under authority. And I'm going to show it to you in a second because under authority works in our benefits. Pastor, are you under authority? I sure am. I placed myself under authority on purpose, and I'm going to show you why in a second. Being under authority does something for you, and I'm going to show it to you momentarily. But understand, even Jesus was what? Under authority. This is some good stuff. Look at John 12 and 49. For I have not spoken of my own what? Authority. I didn't say stuff in my own authority. Jesus? Jesus said, I've not spoken of my own authority. But the Father who sent me gave me a command of what I should say and what I should speak. Y'all, that is amazing. Jesus, the son of the living God, didn't step outside of the confines, his father said, but we got people today that go all outside of the confines of what their authority says. Is that not good? 
They can't listen to two instructions on a good day. Be it a teenage son, dad say do something, they just, just cannot. I can't line up with that authority, dad. I just, I know you know more than me, but I just cannot go with that authority. Uh-oh, pastor say do something. Not everybody. Some people, you got to, and this is when I know when folk ain't going to listen. When you got to iterate it three times, you know you're talking to a spirit. This is good stuff. Some of you in here, you would do better if you stopped arguing with mom and them, because you're not arguing with mom and them, you're arguing with a spirit. Titus 3 and 10 says, admonish a person once, maybe twice. If you have reiterated the same thing three and four times, you're not talking to a person. <laughs> you're talking to a spirit. You're talking to somebody that has taken control of their soul because they didn't take authority of their soul. And you can lose your soul. Can't wait to preach on the mind again on Sunday. You need to be here. I'm going to talk about the right mind. Oh, my God. There are people with the wrong mind right now. But it's because over time they have depleted and they have acquiesced it to the wrong spirit. And see, that's what happens when you start buying into these worldly vain philosophies. Like, you can't agree with Black Lives Matters for six months and come out okay. You're going to be warped in your thinking on the other side of that stuff because it's wicked. It's witchcraft. So you can't align with witchcraft for six months and then come out thinking right. You're going to be jacked up. You can't align with, with, with political candidates that tell you they're pro-LGBT and tell you they're pro-abortion and come out of that stuff thinking right. I don't care if you like me tonight. Remember, you came. Right. Amen. Right. I'm not at your house. I'm not at your house. You can tune me off if you want to while you watch my YouTube. There are other churches that do Bible study on Thursday now. I don't know why you're watching me. You got a lot of choices. Whole lot of people doing video services. So why are you watching me if you don't agree with me? Ah, you need authority to resist. And that's the spirit. You know, some people plant and show up at church just to resist. Let us all stand. What's that? What is that? And sometimes because I have wisdom, I ignore it because the devil wants to trouble the atmosphere. So you don't always mess with it. But when Paul gets tired, <laughs> hey, you all right? We all stand. Now, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Go ahead and stand up now. <laughs> I ain't in the mood today. All right? So, so, sometimes I let stuff go. Then sometimes, ah, no, 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 get the baby now. That's going to get on my nerves. I'm trying to minister. I'm going to do that. It's going to aggravate me. Y'all ain't saying amen, but I'm trying to teach you authority. And it's not a personality trait. It's a spirituality trait. Jesus spoke with a voice of authority. You need to operate with a voice of authority. You need to deal in authority. Somebody say amen. amen. You'll bring stuff back in order. People benefiting off of all your resources and don't have no honor on them. This is getting good tonight. 
No, no, and, 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 and they know this, and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting and, and greeting and all, but Chris and all these guys, they, none, of, none of my musicians disrespect me. Absolutely not. And I pay them every week. Now, if you can find a lot of churches where you can get a gig, open a day, then talk to me any kind of way. It's good talk tonight. And that ain't mean. That's spiritual authority. You don't let people take, and I'm not talking about the musicians for the record. That's just an, an example. But you don't let t- people take full e- advantage of your anointing and your resources, and you have no parameters on what they can do to you. Your son can put you down and steal you paying for everything. As Pastor Rondi say, you funding the revolution. He still got a cell phone, and he talking to you sideways. Uh-oh. Boy, oh boy. I know y'all glad I don't got a lot of, lot of time left. I'm meddling now. No, you can't, you can't do that with my stuff. You call it controlling. You call it what it want. I call it honor. Amen. That's what I call it. And we got to teach honor. And that's been one of the things that have caused our people to fall out of favor because we don't got no honor. You want to get lost past to where you're here any kind of way. Did you found the business? Is that your company? Amen. Can you conform to what people want you to do if you want to work at their company? You're not in authority over there. If you want your hair to be blue, start your own business. Sitting at somebody's receptionist desk with blue hair. With a law to back you up. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm going to tell you all, people smarter than you anyway, because they ain't going to tell you why they're not going to hire you. They just ain't going to hire you with your crazy self. You're going to pass a law to make me do something I don't want to do. I'm just going to say, at will, you ain't the candidate. Why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, we, went, we went another We just went in another direction. Y'all don't like my talk, but honor, glory to God, is an essential ingredient for success. God told Samuel, he said, I'll honor those that honor me. Hallelujah. We don't like this. I sent my wife a $100 cash app today <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. Being pretty, hallelujah, and just the honor, y'all, just the fundamental honor, just the you know, thank you for getting mulch uh, on our yard. You know, that's something I've been wanting. I just want to thank you so much for that. Thank you for the edging that you just put up around our, our yard. Y'all, just, and, and women, can I tell you something? If you learn how to talk to your husband, he won't have a money clip. You'll carry his money clip. Oh, hallelujah. He won't have a bank account. Oh, you'll carry his bank account. A cell phone, he'll be like, man, call my wife if you need you won't have no problem because you know how to talk to authority. Oh, I'm going to teach it. You can call it whatever you want. Sister Roger calls it bless, bless. Y'all can say, how's she going to put up with all that? Let her say, let everybody say bless, 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 bless. bless. 
<laughs> Late in the midnight hour, Gabe's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in my favor. That's what she calls it. Amen. Don't no man tell me what to do. That's why you don't have no man. Amen. Give God great praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. I'm teaching better than you're talking. Oh, my God. Woo. I wish I had time. Come on, take your seat. Hallelujah. I'm not bowing down to this feminist culture. I ain't. You can. I'm a man. I got testosterone. Hello. Not me. Do whatever you want. Amen. Matthew 8. <laughs> Amen. For I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers where? Under me, verse number 9. Everybody say he understood authority. But y'all, did Jesus do anything except his father said do it? Did you just read that in, over in chapter 12? I should have spent more time there. John 12, 49. I'm really not done with that. Can you flow with me? Yeah. He said, for I've never spoken of my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me, he's given me a commandment regarding what to say and what to speak. I don't do anything on my own, and I'm Jesus. Even when Jesus was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, he talked to his dad. Isn't that powerful? I don't take no initiatives by myself because I'm a man in authority, but I'm also, this is some good stuff. And see, if you can't discern people, places, and sounds, you're going to take authority where you should be standing down. We don't like that. <laughs> you know, when the man was here during the faith conference that had been pastoring uh, probably as long as I've been alive, and the Spirit of God started moving, it, 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 it was some established authority going on. <laughs> now, I'm the pastor, but I'm in authority, under authority on purpose, because I start recognizing authorities in the room. So all the apostles in collaboration started sending messages. Pray for this. Pray for the mental health of people. All accurate words. Are you following where I'm coming from? Because you're operating in a system, but that system is working. Are y'all getting the revelation? We don't like that, though. Because for you to acquiesce to authority means you can't be autonomous. Means you can't be in vain self-glory. <laughs> but you don't realize that if you'll acquiesce to authority greater than you, you're going to be glorified. You're going to be blessed. Because you're going to be a partaker of that grace. What's on them will get on you. Shame on you, husbands, if you go home and you let your wife talk about how much they don't like what Pastor Gabe said. I almost said something real strong. <laughs> My wife said, say it. <laughs> you mean to tell me the pastor that's endorsing your leadership and you can't stand up to a woman? No, baby, you need to sit down and hush a little bit, because right now you're wrong. Be quiet. Furthermore, you got your mouth on the man of God, 
Are you capital C crazy? Do you understand anything about spiritual authority? And in my devotional that whole week would be come to Acts chapter 5, we're going to study Ananias and Sapphira until you get that revelation. Because I'm going to keep you from getting sick. I'm going to look out for you, girl. You done lost your mind. You talking against a word of prophecy from a man of God? And he been accurate the last thousand out of a thousand times, but when he got to you, he was wrong. I don't care if you leave. I'm not going to stop preaching. It's up to you. Because I'm not at your house. You joined over here. Now, do you want discipleship or do you want autonomy? Because in this culture, if you don't come under some authority, you're going to lose anyway. <laughs> this culture right here ain't playing. It's two entities that ain't playing right now. The devil ain't playing and God ain't playing. Neither one of them playing. Devil killing people by the scores. Do you understand you need authority right now? And he's killing people because he's short on time. But God is protecting and taking care of his own. And I'm telling you, Jesus is saddling up and he get ready to come get us out of here. So you better stay on the winning side. Stay with God. Amen. Keep your mouth where it belongs and honor some authority. We can ready to get out of here, man. Jesus didn't do anything under his own revelation. He did it under the revelation of who God is. Come on, husband, say it out loud. I'm going to run my house. No, say it out loud. I'm going to run my house. Yes. Come on, say this so we, we quiet the feminists. I'm not going to be abusive. I'm going to honor my wife, but I'm going to run my house. Now, write a letter about that. For also I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and the other goes. I'm back to Matthew 8, 9. This one comes, and the servant does exactly what I tell him to do in so many words. Matthew 8 and 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto those that followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith anywhere in Israel. And he actually says, not even in Israel. You know why? Because the centurion was a Gentile. He said, here is this Gentile who knows how to respond better to authority than my own people. A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. He said, I've not even found this in Israel. I can't find nobody around me that understands authority. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, wear a church in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What was he saying? Many of these Gentiles who understand some honor going to come into the kingdom, but the very people who have a right to access the kingdom going to be cast out. You, you got to understand your dad can be blessing everybody around you, but if you're going to be the prodigal son, you over there eating hog slop. Is that all right? Your father has the resources to change your life in totality, but he got to go find a surrogate son because you won't be his blood son. God, that's good teaching tonight. Somebody who don't even, the blessing don't belong to. Galatians wasn't written yet. So the blessing wasn't belonging to the Gentiles. Y'all, do you understand? That's why the Syrophoenician woman said even the dogs can eat the crumbs. The blessing wasn't on the Gentiles yet. But Jesus said, I'm going to go ahead and bless these folk outside of the kingdom. 
because they understand authority. The centurion was outside of the kingdom. He wasn't even a part of the kingdom, but because he understood authority, let's see what happens in verse number 13. We're getting ready to get out of here. It's a school night. Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed six weeks later. Everybody say the self-same hour. You want to get God moving fast on you? Humble yourself to his authority. Humble yourself to biblical authority. And the favor and power of God will be encompassing you and working on everything you do. Man, it's good teaching tonight. I know this is a good word tonight. It will just be working on everything you do. He got healed when? Same hour. Everybody say his stuff is working. Jesus didn't even have to come to the house. He just understood authority. <laughs> you can be a partaker of your pastor's grace if you understand authority. <laughs> Stuff in your life will just start shifting and working. Because you'll say, man, Philippians 1, good grief. I'm a partaker of his grace. Boy, they winning. I should be winning. Y'all going to love this. I'm going to tell you everything. But we, we pricing stuff out and, and getting ready to knock this grace house down. And my son, Melvin, was working with me on this project. I took communion this morning over miracle money. I decreed in Jesus' name, there's money in the fish's mouth. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, amen. And there was a part of the project that was going to cost $60,000. After I came out of communion, God was speaking to Melvin as well. He was praying. I didn't even know it. I came out of communion. He came out of his prayer time. He texted me two hours later. He said, Pastor, God is moving. In so many words, we have a vendor that can do that same thing for $25,000. What's that? That's $35,000 that I don't have to spend. Can you say miracle money? But now, wait a minute now. But if you operate under authority, did we get on a prayer call Wednesday that said stuff was going to start happening? Yeah. Amen. If you get under that authority, how many of you know all the stuff in your life going to line up like some Legos? It's going to start coming together. It's going to start moving in form and fashion the way God said it would. But what is that, Candace? That's the blessing. Take your seat of authority. And I'm telling you, our people struggle with that. We are traditionally, and I'm not talking about a party, I'm talking about a mindset. We are traditionally democratic in our thinking, and that has blown it for our people. Going on somebody's job, you don't tell me what to do, <laughs> second write up. Let's try that again. <laughs> they don't give people no chances over here. Third time, thank you. Been good having you. You're, you're just not working. <laughs> What's that? But what are the benefits of recognizing authority? We got to go. It's 817. Number one, just two, just two tonight because we got to stop. Number one, protection. 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 There's safety in the multitude of counsel. Counsel with who? The right authorities. Stuff won't get to you. Everybody say protection. Protection. The, 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 the centurion's soldier, let's pull him into the story. We never raise him up, but he's the hidden gem. He was the one who needed the blessing. Y'all missed that. The centurion was going to bat for 
Y'all, the leader wasn't paralyzed. Y'all remember my old saying, I don't have leprosy. Amen. The leader wasn't paralyzed. He was all right, man. He was going to bat for a dude that could not walk. The dude was sick. But what ended up happening? Protection. Divine healing. Is that all right? Because he knew how to submit to some authority. Now I'm going to say something that's going to make you laugh. Had he been one of them hundred soldiers that was always aggravating? <laughs> Number one, this dude was a Gentile anyway. So he wasn't even a believer. I kind of think like if he was the 89th soldier that was always on his nerve, he'd have been like, oh, leave that joker paralyzed. Don't, don't worry about Jesus. We'll replace him. All right? He irritated. But I think that this was a good soldier. Parallel it to Brother Elijah, who bumped into a widow who had a servant that served Elijah all her life, all his life. And now that servant was dead, and she and her son are left behind to fend for herself. What did the man of God say, though? What can I do for you? Because your husband knew how to submit to some. Y'all don't like my talk tonight. Good God Almighty. And she didn't die in the family with everybody else. She got some, number two, provision. Number one, protection. I don't have time to take you to every scripture tonight. But number two, everybody say provision. Man, when you know how to come under some authority, you're going to have what you need. You're going to be provided for. I'm closing. You're going to have provision. And what is provision ultimately in this story? Verse number 13, he was healed the self-same hour. It was the outcome of his faith. What did the paralyzed man need more than anything, Vicky? To be unparalyzed. <laughs> he didn't want bread at the time. He didn't want a new job. Who wants a wife when you can't date her? He wasn't believing for a wife. He was believing to be healed. Everybody say provision. Everybody say protection. Y'all, authority does that for you. I cannot tell you the times when the men of God that I've decided to come under their authority, man, be it my big brother, Pastor Rondi, or Pastor Ghoul, whoever else, and vice versa at appropriate times, he may say, whatever you, however you want to look at that, but at appropriate times where we're just acquiescing on something, oh, it was so much safety. So much protection, so, just so much, where God just, he used, he, 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 he uh, if you will, thwarted is the word. He thwarted what the devil wanted to do. devil couldn't do it now because you came under a shield, right? But when you go on outside of that and you just lollygag and they don't tell me what to do and I'm just as anointed, nobody runs my life, you're right. You're right. Because who's in authority over your spirit? Who's in authority over your soul? Who's in authority over your body? Who's in authority over your stuff? You are. Can I tell you, my name is Pastor Gabriel. I don't run nobody's life, Rogers. I don't want to run anybody's life. But I'll tell you what else I'm going to do for those that I pastor. I'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up, though. <laughs> you can do whatever you want after this meeting. But I'm going to tell you what does say at the Lord. And then if you want to go over the Holy Ghost and do something different, you can do that. You can call it cultish, call it whatever you want. I call it the anointing. 
But at the end of the day, y'all, who is Psalm 91 for? See, we missed the qualifications. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. How are you going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and you can't listen to his servants? <laughs> I'm close. Yeah. Now, I want to be in the secret place of the Most High. I don't want to miss God. I want to be where God is. I want everything God wants me to have. Consider it done. Yes, sir. What did you say, God? Because guess what? I'm a man in authority. I pastor my own church, but guess what? I'm under authority. If you were at the partners meeting, I put a PowerPoint up, <clears throat> and you'll note on the last slide, I did not put myself as the head of the church because Jesus is the head of the church. I'm not the head of the church. I'm a steward of the church, right? Because we dedicated this church to him. Jesus is the head of the church. I'm an under, look at that word, under shepherd. An under shepherd got to come under the shepherd, the good shepherd. Jesus is the head of the church. He said, upon this rock, I would build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail as long as you stay under my authority. So when I tell you open up your church, don't argue with me and tell me you're going to keep it closed. Because you're under authority. Now, if you want to quit, quit. But, but don't come around here talking about you one of my pastors, and I told you open up my church. And you still got it closed. Y'all don't like my talk, but I do. You're not operating in the principles of authority. I don't care what it costs. You got to go to jail, go to jail. Do whatever it costs. They humiliate you. They humiliated me. <laughs> and when you get out next week, come back and preach hard. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Whatever it costs. But you do what I tell you to do because you are a man under authority. And if I tell you to do something strategically, do that too. But only do what I tell you to do because I'm trying to show you all me so you don't think I'm on a power. Y'all seeing this? I'm not on any power trip. I do it too. I only do what the Father says do. And as a pastor, I'm not only under the Father's authority, but I'm under my elder brother's authority. Because Jesus is the head of the church. <laughs> That's revelation knowledge for you. You can want to close service out, Jesus will say, pray for uh, sick people. I hear them, too. I'm going to teach you that one night. The difference is between their voices. Holy Ghost comes right out of here. Uh-huh. No, but G no, G yeah. Jesus, he he'll talk to his pastor. Yeah. Take authority over that. <laughs> you got to heed him. Because if you don't heed him when you get done, he'll tell you in the back room, I want it to do more. <laughs> you don't think I've ever had that happen? Because he who he loves, he'll chase him. That's the father. <laughs> so you got to be, you got to, you, you know, you usually want to get out of Bible study at, at 815, like you've been telling the people 820. But when I'm not done ministering, I thought I was the head of the church. Am I the head? So I might be pressing up against somebody tonight to get them out of rebellion so that they don't end up dead by December. 
the Bible says, to prevent further deaths. So maybe I'm trying to get some craziness off of somebody so they come on under some authority and don't get jacked up in this culture. Because I'm telling you guys, and I'm not going to take it off the table. I'm not. That's why I'm doing this series, and God has confirmed it week after week with happenings and events. I'm telling you, you need to gird up the loins of your mind because you're at war. <laughs> yes, you are. Now, you're going to be blessed beyond your wildest imaginations. It's happening, baby. It's coming. Amen. But you're going to have to live in a different ecosystem. You have to trans, y'all, you, you got to be Colossians 1.13 people now. You're going to have to be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son because they're not your friends anymore. Your job's not your friends. Your family may not be your friends. Oh, I'm, I'm talking under the anointing. Those aren't your people anymore. What's that, maybe Luke 12 or something like that? Don't, don't find it. Study it later. Who, who, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Those are my mother. Those are my brother. Those are my people now. I'm in the kingdom of God. That's the transition, y'all. And I'm telling you, and I'm teaching this, and I can tell you listening, it's not one I can teach too fast. Hey, guys, get every rebellious gene out of you because rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft, and every witch right now is susceptible to damnation. You ain't going to make it. You get in some witchcraft today, you get quick killed real quick. And I'm not bashful when I say this, especially when you're dealing with some anointed people. I have seen people on occasion, I'm going to be a good pastor tonight. I don't know if I'm putting this on TV. May, may edit this part. But I've, I've seen people where actually their leaving was for their own good. That, that was smart. Because to sit on over here and keep on coming against, in a minute, you're going to be jacked up. Pastor, you really said that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good for them. Definitely. I, I recommend you going over there because, you know, that's going to mess you up. Because <laughs> you're not dealing. See, and Pastor Rondi told you this. I've told you this a thousand times. Amen. For the last time he preached here. You got to figure out when you're dealing with Pastor Rogers or Gabe? <laughs> Those are two different people. Because Pastor Rogers is Holy Ghost. And nobody in this room is ever dealing with Gabe. Right? You got to know when you're dealing with Pastor Ghoul or Robin. But you're never dealing with Robin. Because you're not his immediate family. They know him as dad. She knows me as husband. But even the husband anointing at points is greater than the pastoral anointing. So wives, you cannot not follow your husband and then come in and follow a pastor. You blowing it too. Pastor Gabe said, Pastor Gabe said, but what's your husband say? But then husbands be smart enough to know the difference in wisdom. When God is using your man of God to help you out, don't buck up and say, he a man just like me, because he's not. You don't get messed up like that, because you don't recognize authority. 
Tonight I'll realign the house. That's what that was for. That was like some church business or something. I don't know what that was all about. It was principle-based. Visitors is good for you too, but it's good for the whole atmosphere. All right? Go home, realign, realign your households. Single moms, you an authority. Little girl not doing everything she want to do. If you got a husband, husbands, guess where you are? In authority. And, and you're not special because you don't take your authority. I love those people who say, nah, I'm going to be just like everybody else. Um, when Moses came up to the Red Sea in, 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 in uh, Israel, guess what the rest of Israel didn't want him to be like? Everybody else. At that point, and y'all, Joshua was there. They was like, hey, Moses, we love Joshua. He's a young buck. He's going to be somebody one day. But what you going to do about this water? We love Caleb, good guy, and the other spies. But hey, leader, <laughs> these people getting ready to kill us. What Moses doing? It's quiet in the room. And you got to understand that. That is spiritual authority. I'll never forget, and the Lord just put this on my heart to tell this story. I don't tell it often. Some of you were there. We were in Way years ago, back at the school, 10 near, probably, it was when we first started, 12-year-old boy dies in the service. All of a sudden, I hear metal cheers moving. He's out. We worshiping. I'm turning this way. One of the ladies came. Pastor, grabbed my shoulder, right? People had parted. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Guess, guess who didn't, they didn't go get in that moment? They didn't go get the praise and worship leader. They didn't go get the guy that counts the money. They wasn't interested in nobody else, although, I'll teach this another night, anybody else in that room that had faith could have raised that boy up, especially if they operate under the power gifts. But that's another story, right? But in that moment, they wanted some leadership and authority. So what did I start saying? Only faith, no fear. Only faith, no fear. Only faith, no fear. Got down on the ground with the boy. Got in his ear, said a few things. But most poignantly, I said this, open up your eyes and live in Jesus' name. Eyes came open. Two nurses confirmed he's dead. But his eyes came open. <laughs> came back to life. Are you listening to me? Y'all, spiritual authority. I guess he would have still been alive if there was no authority in that room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ironically, they're not here today. <laughs> How do you explain that? Because signs, wonders, and miracles don't create loyalty. That's how you explain it. Moses' people were still off the hook even after he parted the Red Sea. Sign wonders and miracles don't create loyalty. That's why everybody in this room, you work on your heart, you get your heart right, you align with the vision of God, you align with what God is doing, you operate in authority, amen. Somebody saying some cuckoo strange stuff around you, especially in this season. Hey, 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 I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. Say what? 
Because I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to close. Speaking of authority, <laughs> when the ground opened up and Korah went down, here's a part of that story we never pay attention to. Everybody in a 10-foot radius of Korah went down too. You better watch your associations. Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. To my teenage boys, don't you join in with people who don't hate their who hate their dads. Better watch your associations. 